You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. And this morning, what I want to do is we're going to be in chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 14. And I want you to know this morning that I believe that when we leave this place, that our lives are going to be different. And I I hope and pray that every time that you walk into this building to worship Jesus, that you come expecting your life to be different. That you come expecting to leave differently than the way you came in. Let's pray together. God, we love you. God, we thank you for loving us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we get to study and we get to learn and we get to become more and more like you. So God, I pray your blessings. God, I pray that you speak. I pray that you move. God, I pray that we truly make room for you this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I want to do is I just want to jump straight into our text this morning. Again, we'll be in Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 14. Paul says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and height and depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, Ever and ever. Amen. So here Paul is, is praying again, just as he did in chapter 1, for his readers. He's praying for them. And what I want us to see this morning is that although there's a lot of yous and a lot of yours, that in the original Greek, that this was this was a plural prayer, that Paul was praying for the corporate body. He wasn't just praying for the individual person, he was praying for the church. So through this prayer, I want us to look at four attributes this morning of a healthy church. I want us to see what it looks like to be a church that is on mission for God. A successful church. A healthy church. A church that is truly doing what God has called it to do. A body who is truly behaving and and acting the way that God has called it to behave and to act. So as we we dig into this prayer this morning, my my goal for us is that we can look at Impact Church and we can can determine whether or not we're a healthy church or not. And then you can look at your life and determine whether you're contributing to a healthy church or you're not. So this morning as we dig in, I just want to give you four attributes really quick. And number one is this, is inner spiritual strength. And although I just said that this prayer was for the corporate body, 
this one verse, verse 16, Paul is talking to the individual. So in verse 16, we see this, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So here we have the word strength. And this is a, this is a good word because it's got a lot of different meanings. There's just a lot of different ways you can be strong. So let's talk about physical strength for a minute. I know that you can't tell by looking at me, but I used to work out a good bit. And I used to be somewhat strong. Not so much anymore. So we just moved to a, to a new house and there's a lot of heavy stuff that had to be lifted. And I always got someone else to lift the heavy stuff. Because they're stronger than me. And I'm just being honest and transparent with you this morning. There's no shame in that. They were there to help. But strength can mean so many different things. We measure physical strength by how much we can lift or how much we can move or different things that we can do with our body. So it's all about what we can do. But spiritual strength is the complete opposite. Spiritual strength is us not doing it and allowing the spirit to do it. So Paul here is saying, hey, I want you guys to have an inner spiritual strength that you've never had before. And the more that we as individuals have the spiritual strength, the more that the corporate body, the church, has spiritual strength. What it looks like is it looks like relinquishing control. And man, that's hard for us as humans. It's hard for us to take our hand off. Because we're so, we're just driven to just do and do and do everything that we can do. To show our strength and our power and our might. And spiritual strength says, hey, let it go. And let God handle it. It's a different type of strength. It's a different type of lifestyle. We truly yield to the Holy Spirit. We get to a place in our life where we can say, man, I really want to be in control. I really want to know what's happening. I really want to show my strength and my power and my might. But I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit because I know that His strength and His power and His might is much, much greater than mine. Paul's praying for inner spiritual strength for his reader. And again, the, the stronger that we are spiritually as individuals, the stronger we become as a church. Number two is this, the indwelling of Christ. Paul says in verse 17, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love. And again, Paul is talking to the corporate body here. He's saying, hey... My prayer for you is that you have the indwelling of Christ in your midst. So what does that mean? That means that our focus is on Jesus. And if you haven't heard this yet from stage, I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook, but we say this a lot here, that we're community-minded, but we're Jesus-focused. That we think about the community. That we care about the community. That we love the community. But our focus is on Jesus. Because the more that we focus on Jesus, the more that He indwells us as a church, 
the more that's going to pour out into the community and show them the love of God. The focus has to be on Jesus. And I was driving to work this morning and I was looking at all kinds of stuff around me and I was just thinking, I was thinking about the message, thinking about you guys just praying on the way here. And again, I'm just going to be transparent with you. I ran a stop sign in the neighborhood. Like, I didn't even slow down. I just kept going straight. And then it popped in my head and I was like, man, what was I focused on? Like, I wasn't focused on driving, obviously, because I ran straight through the stop sign. And it was, it was horrible. Luckily, there was nobody else around. Not so I didn't get in trouble, but that's why I didn't hurt anybody. But that's how, that's how our life gets. We get so consumed with everything else that's going on that we lose focus of what we're supposed to be focused on, which is Jesus. I don't know if you've ever looked through a peephole or not in a door, but when you first look, if you're looking with both eyes, and you can't really see anything, you have to get one eye, whichever one your best eye is, and you just kind of have to focus that one eye out of the peephole, and then everything becomes a little more clear. I think as churches, a lot of times, we get so focused on trying to look at everything and trying to do everything and trying to have amazing programs and amazing processes and amazing events that we lose sight, we lose focus of Jesus. And we have to remain laser focused on Him. The DNA of our church has to be a Jesus focus. And we love people. We want to show people the love of God, but it can't happen unless we're focused on Him. We have to focus on Jesus. So not only is there inner spiritual strength, the indwelling of Christ, but number three is this, insight into spiritual realities. Insight into spiritual realities. We see in verse 18, Paul says, we'll go back a little bit in 17, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So number three is insight into spiritual realities. Now that sounds fancy. What that means is that we continue to grow spiritually. That means that we continue to understand more. That we continue to, to understand God's attributes more. God's character. That we begin to understand God's love for us. That we continue to understand God's purpose for us. That we continue to understand the realities of heaven and the realities of hell that we just continue to grow and we get to do that together pastor andrew talked last week about how life is better together that in unity we get to bring glory to god and in unity we get to grow in our faith that's why we talk about life groups so much here at impact because we truly believe that life groups foster this spiritual growth us. We believe that people coming together in small groups and digging into scripture and praying together, sharing our experiences 
with one another. Sharing our pain and our hurt and our suffering with each other. Sharing our victories and celebrating with one another. Encouraging each other. Sharpening each other. That we get to truly have more and more insight into the spiritual realities of this world. That our mind gets off of the earthly things and we're, we're set on heavenly spiritual things. And as a church, we have to continue to grow. We have to continue to be transformed. We have to continue to, to just be active and moving. And the more that we get to experience things together, the more insight that we have into these spiritual realities. And it's so awesome to get to see how God works in other people's lives. We've seen four salvations since the beginning of the year here at Impact Church. We've got to witness God bringing dead people back to life. In this room. And we've got to experience baptism, people taking their next step of faith by proclaiming that they're followers of Jesus. Every Sunday we get to lift up the name of Jesus through music, through preaching. Every Sunday we get to drop our kids off in the Impact Kids area where they can truly just get the gospel presented to them on their level. Where they can understand what it means that Jesus loves them. They're gaining insight into spiritual realities, even in the kids' area. And then in life groups and people's homes, we get to sit together and we get to continue to grow. We get to continue to gain insight. And the fourth attribute of a healthy church that we see here is intimate knowledge of God's love. Verse 19 says, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Listen, this is a knowledge that goes beyond just a superficial knowledge of God. This is understanding that the love of God surpasses knowledge. That we can't even begin to fathom how much He loves us. That we can't even begin to understand what it means or what it looks like for Him to love us. We, we have some kind of capacity of that, but we don't understand the fullness of His love. Because He loves in a way that is, is just out of this world. A way that is supernatural. And when we have an intimate knowledge of that to the best of our ability, then that translates into a life that impacts the community for the kingdom of God. And our church, once we get to a point where, man, we're just so intimately in love with God, then we will truly have a kingdom impact in our community. Because it can't help but to overflow from, from us. It can't help but to be shown to the world. And I prayed about 
bringing this up all week, and I'm going to bring it up because I feel like that the Holy Spirit is, is just leading us as a church this way. But I'm just so burdened by the response of the church to the division that we face in this country. Because what the church should do, the job of the church is to bring unity. And when we're so in love with God, that overflows into the community, and it should bring unity under Jesus, for Jesus. But what I've seen so many times is that churches have a hand in the division. And we're taking a stand and impact that we're not going to have a hand in the division. We're going to be a part of the unity. We're going to show Jesus to people. We're going to be so intimately in love with God that it overflows. And we don't care what other people look like. We don't care what their culture is. We don't care which political party they're affiliated with. We don't care about any of that. What we care about is that God loves them. That God poured His grace out on them. That Jesus died for them the same way He died for us. And we're called to be unified as a body of Christ. Now we're not going to agree on everything. If you're married, you know that. This is not going to happen. But we can still love through the disagreements. We can love through the different stances. We can love through the different cultures. We can love through the different economic status. We can love through anything because God came to bring unity. And as a church, we will stand on that. As a church, we will show the love of God to the world. And you're a part of that. And God hasn't called us to pledge allegiance to some worldly, made-up thing. Our allegiance is to God Almighty. Our allegiance is to King Jesus. Now we've got to we've got to do what we're called to do as a church. We've got to be a church that brings unity. Man, hear my heart this morning. I'm not saying that we don't stand for the truth of Scripture. Now we'll always stand on the truth of God's word. But along with the truth of standing up against sin or standing up against something that goes against Scripture is also the truth to love. It's also the truth to show God in everything that we do. So this morning, I want you to see that the four attributes of a healthy church are these four things. Inner spiritual strength. That we continue to allow God to take control. 
And as a church, what, what does that look like? As a church, that looks like this, that we can't control everything that happens at Impact Church. And trust me, you don't want us to. Because God can control it a lot better than we can. And in the indwelling of Christ, we will always focus on Jesus. There will, there will never be a program or a process or an event that is more important than Jesus. The programs are good, processes are good, events are good if the focus is on Jesus. If those things help to, to foster spiritual growth or spiritual awakening or people being drawn to God, then that's great. But the focus has to always be on Jesus. Then we get insight into spiritual realities. We grow together. We grow in His love. We grow in, in our knowledge of Him. We grow in how we can become more like Him as a church and as individuals. And then we're just so intimately in love with Him. We intimately know His love to the capacity that we're able to know. And that love pours out of us as a church into our community. God put us here for a reason. And it's to impact our neighborhoods. He put you here for a reason. And my question for you this morning, are you contributing to a healthy church or not? And that's a question that we all have to answer. What are we doing individually to contribute? What are we struggling with? How do these attributes not align with our personal lives? Maybe we're still just wanting to control everything. And that inner spiritual strength just isn't as strong as it could be. Or maybe, maybe this morning you just, you don't really have the connection. You don't have the community. You're not growing in the insight of spiritual realities. Man, you, you like it, it sounds good, you, you want to be there, you just haven't taken that step of faith to get there. You haven't taken that next step. Maybe this morning is the day for you to take that step of faith. Or maybe you're causing division instead of bringing unity. And we're in a we're in a political cycle right now in our country. Where there's one side against the other. That no matter what, this side is wrong, this side is right, this side is right, this side is wrong. However you look at it. And we fight with people over man-made agendas. We fight with people 
to know this morning that my heart for us at Impact and for all of you is that we bring unity. That we don't that we don't bring division. And I've got to a point in my personal life where I don't even look at social media anymore. All I do is share stuff for impact because it burdens me to see Christians fighting with people. It burdens me to see how Christians are causing division. Do we really believe that that draws people to Jesus? Because it doesn't. What draws people to Jesus is loving them like Jesus. And I want to be a church. And I want to be a church where people are drawn to God. I want to be a church that's active that's moving, that's focused on Jesus, that's in love with Him so much that people can just see it and feel it. And you may say, well, why do we need to be this way? And that's a very good question. Paul answers that question in verse 20 and 21 as we close this morning. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Here's the reason. To bring glory to God. We want to be a healthy church to bring glory to God. We want to be a healthy church so that generation after generation after generation is impacted for the kingdom. We don't want to be a healthy church so people see us. We want to be a healthy church so people see Jesus. And we should want to be that way as Christ followers, as individuals. That we're living a life where people can look at us and see the love of Christ. And I'm, I'm prayerful this morning for us that our lives are forever changed. Because once we get to a place in our life where we realize that we exist to bring glory to God, it changes the way that we think. It changes the way that we act. It changes how we perceive things. And it propels us to goodness. We don't exist for ourselves. And I know that's hard to hear. Like, that's hard for me too. I love Dustin a lot. I may love Dustin more than anybody else. But man, I, I don't exist for me. And as much as I love my wife and my kids, I don't exist for them. 
of God. And he's given me treasures. And he's called me to be the husband to Ashley. And he's called me to be the father to Addison and Ansley and all of And man, I love that. But I exist to bring him glory. And so do you. And when we can understand that, then our life is forever changed. And we have a tendency to be selfish. Amen? Amen. We have a tendency to care about us, what makes us feel good, what we can get out of it, with no regard for anyone else, especially King Jesus. And this morning, and there's some of you in this room that maybe you haven't gotten to that place in your life where you just, you realize that you're created to bring God glory. That you're created to, to praise Him. To glorify Him. Maybe you've never gotten to a place in your life where you've taken that step to even begin a relationship. And you know them, you know about them, but you're not following him. And this morning he's calling you to take that step of faith to follow him. So as we stand together this morning, I just want to I want to close. I want to close with a verse that's not going to be on the screen. chapter 6 verse 23 says this it says you were bought with a price Amen. do not become bond servants of men you were bought with a price I want you to let that sink in this morning that this isn't just some flippant thing that people come to church on Sundays because it's just what we do. That you were bought with a price. That the blood of Jesus was shed for you. That His grace is immeasurable. That He's rich in mercy. And that He loves you. He bought you with a price to unify you back to himself. Man, I hope this morning that we get it. I'm going to ask everyone to just close your eyes and bow your heads with me. I just want to ask you a couple questions. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.